Thank you for downloading this episode of the 155 Podcast, the public records interview series of all candidates in Hamilton's 2018 municipal election. For more election coverage, visit thepublicrecord.ca where you can sign up for our City Hall newsletter. Episode 11, Doug Conley, incumbent, running for re-election as Ward 9 Hamilton City Councilor. Recorded on August 16, 2018. Doug Conley, you're running for re-election in Ward 9. Welcome to the Public Records 155 podcast. Thank you, uh, Joe. It's good to be here. Tell us, who is Doug Conley? Doug Conley's got a fairly intensive record. I was in the private sector for 50 years. My last job in the private sector was in 2014, and I was there for about 25 years. I was the director of sales and marketing for a manufacturer of pharmaceutical equipment. Politically, I was a school trustee for six years. I was on Stony Creek City Council for nine years. I have ran politically for a provincial government and once, and federally I ran twice. Did not get in either time, but in each time I was the underdog, and I did very well, and I'm satisfied with my effort. In 14, I decided to, I retired from my, my job, or they retired me, whatever way you want to look at it. There was an opening in Ward 9, so I ran for it. There was nine of us running, and I was successful in the election. I've done a lot of things in Ward 9, and that combination of being down the mountain and up the mountain put a lot of effort on me, and I think I've done a lot of good things in Ward 9. I would say more things in four years than has been done in the previous elections before up to amalgamation, so up to and including 2014. There's a lot of things that still have to be done in Ward 9, and I want to make sure I um, try to accomplish those things. I do regret losing Lower Stony Creek. I really enjoyed being the representative and especially Battlefield Park and the events that went on there. I've taken over a rural area that I haven't before, so that's another challenge for me. How have you contributed to your community and our city? There's a lot of things that's happened in Ward 9 in the last four years, and I can't mention them all, and I won't, but I'll mention a few things. Two splash pads that we desperately, desperately needed in the ward. They should have been in before 2014, but they weren't. So I was lucky enough or fortunate enough to get two pads put in. The other two things, one is going to happen next year, is the new library that we're going to be putting in, attaching to Valley Park, which is going to be about 12,000 square feet, and the bypass the Upper Red Hill Expressway bypass that has just changed the neighborhood as far as traffic flow through the neighborhood has been a great success. I just hope they continue that through. It should go right to Bimbrook to take a lot of my load off uh, Rymo Road and 20 Highway. What are your two priorities for Ward 9 and two priorities for Hamilton as a whole? Hamilton as a whole, we've got I'm on the housing committee, and we've got nine projects ready to go. Some have started. Some are going to be starting in the next year or so. That's the most projects we've had in the city in the last, uh, since the 70s. 
So I'm very proud of what we're trying to do. And no matter doing those nine, we could do 90 if we had the money. So housing is a big thing. And just managing the taxes and the amount of taxes that we do, we are stuck with some because of the industrial levies that we've lost because of closures. But we've managed it pretty good, and we have to really get tight in the next four years. To ward priorities? We're still developing the cars, which is um, between us and the conservation. We've done a great job in that. Managing the growth is another big one, and infrastructure too, because we're moving very, very fast. What are three skills you will bring to elected office that make you the best choice to represent Hamiltonians? I've got 13 years plus trustees, so it's like 19 years of experience, political experience. And political experience is very, very important to understand how politics work, what you can do, what you can't do. And my business experience, running a company, the marketing and sales, is a very big responsibility, and it rubs off with my public work. You need business experience, I feel, to do a good job as a, a public servant. I think I got people skills that help maneuver through the rough spots. What is something interesting or unique about Ward 9 that you believe the rest of Hamilton should know? I would think the cars is the biggest unique situation that we have there. And we've been improving the cars every single year through plantings and exploring the caves and cleaning them out. And there's a long way to go there. The other thing is this time I'm going to have a rural area. And there's not a lot of wards that have two different types of areas, suburban and rural. And I'll be taking the rural area over because my ward will go to the city limits. So I'm looking forward to dealing with the rural problem and situations. Hamilton zoning regulations prevent the building of multi-unit clustered housing, which is in scale with existing single-family housing, commonly referred to as the missing middle. There are approximately 100,000 Hamiltonians in their 20s and approximately 140,000 Hamiltonians over the age of 65. The the missing middle is medium-density, transit-connected housing in walkable communities and is important to young renters, first-time owners, and critical for seniors critical for seniors seeking to successfully age in place in the communities they've lived in for decades. As a member of City Council, you will need to address housing challenges in Hamilton. You will face opposition to infill development and provincially mandated intensification. How will you respond to concerns about development, and where do you believe mid-density growth should occur in your ward? A lot of the mandates that we follow are from the province, as you know, and intensification is one of them. We have a lot of rules and regulations that developers have to meet. If you try to tell a developer to build a two-story building or a three-story building, there'd be no interest. They wouldn't build them. There's no money to be made on their part. So we have to ensure that there's proper building being done. And specifically in my ward, we've done over 5,000 houses in the last four or five years so. You can't say that there's no building there. A lot of them are singles. A lot of them are townhouses. And I know in the next year or two, there's going to be about 300 and something condos being built between Mud and in the center where the shows are. There's three being built along Highland Road. So I think 
my area hasn't got a lot of intensification, but it's getting there. Most of it is moderate, but even at that, we have a lot of problems with the parking and cars and all that kind of stuff. All have to be built with. So it's not just saying, let's build houses here or let's build five-story buildings or 10-story. We have to figure out where are they going to park, where are they going to get transit. So in my area, transit is area rated. And it's just really not adequate for the people that are there. It has to be intensified. And I've had meetings with HSR, and they're having new plans coming up. In fact, the transportation plan just came. But not only Ward 9, but the whole city has to be revamped as far as transportation. We've got bicycle paths now. Our bicycle lanes in Ward 9, we could use more of them, and they probably will be done. But we have to do them in the right places so that we're not making it worse for people rather than better. What are two changes you will propose to improve city services? When you talk about what we need to do citywide, transportation is a big issue. As you know, the LRT is a a big hot spot right now. We don't know if it's going to go or not go, depending on the provincial government, what they say. No matter if it goes or doesn't go, We have to modernize our total system so that it deals with all areas of the city, not just the downtown. Or we have to do Waterdown, Stony Creek, and Ancaster, and then the whole mountain. So it's going to take a lot, a lot of work to get that plans in place, but I'm hoping that we can. Infrastructure has to be done. I mean, that's the other big thing, infrastructure. Some of it is over 100 years old, but we don't have the money. We need help. The feds and the province have to get together and help us out. We need funding. As you know, the province has downloaded over 50% of our taxes is from the provincial downloading of services. And we can't continue to do that. You mentioned the LRT. Where do you stand on it? It's public record that I voted against it when the vote came up for it, and I still stand on that. I am against it, but I said I will not fight it. Like, I'm not going to put roadblocks up to it because now council has said yes. Any changes to that would have to be a council decision to go in another direction. Next question. What are two changes you will propose to improve quality of life in Hamilton? Again, they go down to the same thing. Housing, we're 6,000 houses short of supplying the need that's in the Hamilton right now. And that's not going down, it's going up. And we have to find ways to uh, get more housing in. And we've done some really good things in the last four years. There's a lot of derelict houses that we had that were selling and that were going to be more uh, effective by building proper housing units and having money to fix ones up that aren't too bad but that can be salvaged. Again, we need help. We need help from the province and we need help from the feds in order to do what's needed. We talked about this already, but all the transportation has to be modernized. You know, we can't ignore almost half the city when you look at, especially the suburbs, not being utilized for transportation. There has to be a lot of work done on there. So on transit, you mentioned area rating earlier. What is your position on area rating? It's going to be a big tax hike on the people in the suburb. And 
I think we're outvoted already, so we're not, it's going to, if it's going to happen, it's going to happen because we don't have the votes in the suburbs to stop it. But I would hope that we could phase it in over three or four years. But I want to see what I'm going to get for that. I seem to think we're not going to get anything. And the lower city or the old city is going to get taxes reduced. We're not adding to the transit money to do more things. They're taking money from the suburbs and reducing money in the lower city. That doesn't make sense to me. If we're going to put money in there, keep the lower city the same what they're paying, and we'll have more money to do things. But we just can't take advantage of the suburbs every time we can. If I'm accurately hearing what you said, you believe area rating will be eliminated. Yep. And you want to see the transit budget increased along with the tax revenue that would come from the suburbs. Absolutely, but that's not going to happen because the lower city is going to have reduced taxes rather than increase in taxes, you know. So, But it's, it's a fight to the next council to do. How are you going to vote when that vote occurs? I'll probably vote against it. I think I have to support the people. It used to be, I think, 8 to 7. Now it's going to be 9 to 6 because the other ward is part of the old area, and we just won't have the votes to defeat it, that's all. Hamilton City Council decided against ranked balloting. Ranked ballots enable voters to choose by prioritizing candidates, usually the top three they feel qualify for public office and best able to represent them. What is your position on ranked ballots? In all honesty, and I've done several campaigns in the last campaign, I didn't have one person asking for a ranked balancing. I don't know a lot about it, but I do understand that where they've done it, It didn't make any difference in the outcome of the votes. It just made a lot more work, but there wasn't any differences in, oh, Joe would have got in without it, and Peter would have got in with it. I haven't seen it. I haven't got any experience on rank balancing. I don't know who even does it in Ontario or Canada, if anybody. Maybe there is. I wouldn't say no. I just don't know. But I think what we have works. I think the people that maybe um, think they have an advantage if, they, if they're running and they don't have any experience and they think that that will help them get elected, I don't know that, but I think they might think that. I don't agree with it. How will you improve civic governance and engagement in the next four years? I don't know if there's a lot of improvements we can do in the next four years on the governance and engagement. I think we're pretty open. We have open meetings that people can come and speak their mind and put their comments in. I think council is a pretty fair council. We're not unanimous in any meeting on every issue. You see that, and that's the way it should be. I want to be able to say what I want and how I want and not be ashamed or afraid to do it. I wouldn't see any big changes. I'm not in for this uh, where we change councillors on the chair every month. I don't know if that's necessary. I'd rather have one person that knows what they're doing and can control the council. If anything, we probably talk too much. Certain, certain people do, and I'm not going to mention names here, but we probably do talk too much or repeat ourselves a lot, and that could be cleaned up. Say it when you need to say something and keep quiet when somebody else has already said it, in my opinion. How will the city's strategic plan guide your decision in hiring a new city manager, and what qualities do you seek in a new city manager? 
Well, first of all, I, w- I just very quickly want to say we lost a tremendous city manager, I think. You know, when people start grabbing your best people, you know you're doing something right. And I think for the last 10 years or so, we've been doing it right. He had good management skills. He wanted to work with council. And he was open to changes. Him and I used to have a meeting every single month on any issue we wanted. And it could be private. And I knew it wouldn't go any further. I mean, I could trust the guy. And that's what we're looking for, people that we can trust, people that can get along with council, people that have good communication skills and can hire the proper managers to to run the city. Politics is the art of allocating limited resources and compromising to find solutions. How will you do so? We have a limited budget. Every year we change the budget. We take things off that should be done, especially infrastructure. We have to find ways to get the money to do the things that need to be done in the city. And it's very hard. I think compromise is always the best idea. There's some things that I have a priority for that somebody else might not. And when we look at the whole realm of budgets and that, we have to really realize what is important and don't waste money. And if we can save money, we should do it. It's 2022. The public record is writing a review of the four-year council term that's just ending. What three words do you hope we use to describe your term on council? And what three words do you hope will describe council as a whole? Well, you put it down to words, it's really hard to just pick through two or three words. I hope that we have a council that respects each other. First thing has to be, you have to have respect for each other. I hope we have a council that will look at things objectively. I think those are the two things. I hope I could be looked at as somebody that they can go to and they'll get a fair hearing. I hope that I can, I have the respect of my other counselors. And with that respect, you get stuff done. And I hope they can look back at me in the years to come and say, uh, we appreciate your effort, we appreciate your honesty, and most of all, we appreciated your integrity. That is number one with me, always has been, and always will be. Thank you. That's the end of the prepared questions you were sent in advance. Do you have any closing remarks you wish to share? No, just to say uh, thank you very much, Joey, for, for doing this. There's a ton of work. I'm only here for a half an hour, but you're here for... 50, 60, 70, 80 hours doing this. So I appreciate what you're doing. Thank you. Thank you for joining us. I want to thank the Red Hill branch of the Hamilton Public Library for the use of their sound studio where we recorded this podcast. This has been episode 11 of the Public Records, the 155 podcast. Our interviews with all candidates in the 2018 Hamilton Municipal Election. For more coverage of the municipal election and to sign up for our newsletter, go to thepublicrecord.ca. The Public Record is Hamilton's local, independent, reader-funded news outlet. This podcast is made possible by members of the Public Records Press Club. Visit thepublicrecord.ca to learn more and listen to all episodes of the 155 podcast. Sign up for our newsletter and stay informed. The Public Record is a member of the National News Media Council, a voluntary self-regulatory organization that deals with journalistic practices and ethical behavior. To learn more about the Media Council, visit the Media Council at mediacouncil.ca. Thank you for listening. See you at the polls on October 22nd.